Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Series 2 of Secret Artists Podcast. My name is Annie McGrath. I host the podcast and if you're new to it, it's basically comedians doing art. We were going to try out a new format for this series where we would record the episode at a series of live events like McCunflith Comedy Festival, Latitude, the Edinburgh Fringe, but the pandemic slightly scuppered our plans. So we recorded the entire series over Zoom, which had its challenges, but I think it has forced us to be more creative, both in terms of outlook and choice of materials and I think lots of people have turned to art as a way of coping with what has been going on in the world and hopefully this series is a nice escape from all of that. We try not to reference lockdown too much so hopefully it is a sort of escapist listen. Um, And our first guest is none other than national treasure Jenny Eclair. I love chatting to Jenny about Everything, art, comedy, writing. We discussed her novel Inheritance as well as her latest book, Older and Wider, which is now out and you should all buy. Jenny is absolutely brilliant. And if you want to see what we painted and drew, then follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod. Please subscribe, review, download. It does really help with um, my self-esteem. We've got a great series lined up for you. And if you can't wait until next week, um, then check out series one where I spoke to some amazing comedians like Mae Martin, Lolly Adafobe, Jamie Dimitri, Ellie White, Alex Horn, and so many more. Um, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to introduce you first. Why not? That's okay. Go on. I'm joined today by the fantastic comedian, author and artist, Jenny Eclair. Jenny was the first woman to win the Perrier Award at the Edinburgh Festival in 1995. Since then, she's written six critically acclaimed novels. Uh, I have to stop you there. I have to stop you there. It's lovely. (laughs) It's really lovely. Uh, It's all true so far, but it's not six novels. It's five novels. And a collection of short stories. I'm being a bit of a stickler there. Uh, it's very nice to mention the Perrier, but that was in another century. That was in the it 20th was. century. We're now in the 21st. <laughs> I haven't won anything this century. And we're 20 That's years all right. in. right. Let's focus on the positives. What the fuck's going um, on? As well as having numerous TV and radio credits, Jenny's, Jenny's biggest theatrical hit to date has been co-writing with Judith Holder and starring in all three Grumpy Old Women live shows. I have to stop you there. The... I have to stop you there. 
Four live shows. There were four. Jesus Christ. Four. When was this? Yes. There have been four live Grumpy shows. I don't know when this, uh, this <laughs> my press or publicity blurb was last um, updated, but it's a, we did the fourth one in 2018, so it's at least two years out of date. Oh, heads right. will roll. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny also has her own brilliant podcast, Older and Wider, which she co-hosts with Judith Holder. Yes. Thank you for coming on my podcast, Jenny. It's a very great pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm not painting, by the way. Are you painting? Oh, I was going to paint. What what, what materials? I am crayoning with oil pastel. Oh, darling. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a child's method of, of getting stuff down on paper. I find it much quicker and much more forgiving. Mmm, very kitsch. Crayons. Well, it's not quite cool. I thought they're quite growing up, actually. (laughs) They're not. (laughs) It's when I take the lid off. They're these beautiful things. I don't know whether... Do you have these? They're oil pastels. Oh, I love those. Yeah. No, I don't have those. They're Sennelia. I used to have them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm, They're very... nostalgic. Yes, they're really nice. And you can actually um, thin them with a bit of... uh, oil paint thinner you know like terps or whatever but nobody uses oh, terps yeah. anymore and smudge them yeah, together you get a bit That's, lightheaded. yeah but i like that i really like white spirits and terps mm. i'm old <laughs> with school. paint or just uh, just yeah. generally i like the smell you know it's a bit <laughs> hardware shop and that always gives me the horn <laughs> so talk me through the painting you've chosen by uh, duncan grant well um, I've not done very many landscapes in my time. I haven't done very much in my time, to be honest. I only really started painting about two years ago when my blood pressure was threatening to kill me and I needed to do something to calm me down. So um, <laughs> I, I, I started with watercolour, which is the stupidest thing you can do because it's the hardest, uh, because mm-hmm. it's terribly, terribly unforgiving. And if you go wrong, that's it. You've screwed it up. Um, and then I graduated, someone bought me some acrylics and I really like acrylics because they dry quickly. I've done a, mm-hmm. um, an introduction to oil painting at Dulwich Art Gallery because I'm uh, an overprivileged white middle class woman from South East London. So what else <laughs> would I do? I mean, it's a dreadful, it's a rank cliche of a thing to do and I have done it. Um, but and I have also really enjoyed it. Uh, but I find oils a bit of, of a palaver. Um, and mm-hmm. then when we went into lockdown, I decided that I was going to do uh, a small piece of artwork every day, whether it was just a tiny sketch or, you know, something a bit more elaborate. And uh, that's when I started using the Sennelier um, pastel, oil pastel crayons because I found you could cover quite a lot of ground quite quickly with them. And I just yeah. finished doing the lockdown art. I finished on June the 1st. I'd done it from the 17th of March until June the 1st. I felt that everyone was getting slightly sick of me. <laughs> um, I love your... You've done some beautiful still lifes. I particularly like... There's a red pepper that was my favourite of your It's so A-level art, isn't it? I mean, that just I probably <laughs> took you right back to the sixth form. I mean, when... <laughs> Because I did the Grayson Perry um, Art Club on Channel 4 yeah. a couple of weeks ago. I saw that. It was brilliant. And I uh, put the, the, my, collection, my collection up on uh, my cupboard door. And um, I blue tacked it up. It's how everybody does it. It's how the Tate hangs their works. And um, <laughs> I stepped back. I did. As I, I said, you know, to be honest, this looks like an A-level, you know, end of year, putting it up for the adjudicator to come round. 
And then I realised actually some of it looked a bit GCSE. But there we go. Um, there are many, many pieces in that collection. And I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I thought I was going to try and do a charity auction, but it's all quite complicated. And you've got to be careful you don't steal the money yourself. Yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't say that if if people started <laughs> putting money in the post to me, I wouldn't spend it on myself. So I'm going to have to wait till <laughs> Avalon, the management, sort of get back into gear and hopefully they'll help So they can that. steal it instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have you found that you've improved over the course of lockdown? Um, I thought I had. So, sorry, about 10 minutes ago, you asked me what I'd chosen. I went on a bit of a, a roundabout route to... <laughs> describing everything else but the piece so this is um i think i've improved in bits but i've never tackled buildings or scenery and i quite Mm. like i'm a bit of a sucker i'm a sucker for all sorts of things i like a lot of very different art but i'm a bit of a a sucker for the bloomsbury group and Mm. i just found this uh italian bridge uh by duncan grant uh and the colors appeal to me it's something mm-hmm. I've never tried before and we can abstract it a bit if it all goes wrong. So it doesn't Great. really matter if it's shit, do you see? Yeah, that's that's the point of this podcast, really. No one will see it. so it No one will see it? Right. Well, what's well, the no, point? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll post it on social media. I should bloody well think but, so. Uh, only um, if it's good or else I might just... Yeah. I, I might just, <laughs> just trace it <laughs> What are you using? What medium are you using? I'm using acrylic. As you say, watercolour is too difficult and I yeah. don't have the patience. No, and I, I don't. Just there are too many rules. Too irritating. Exactly. Yeah. And I like with acrylic that if you get it wrong, you can just paint over it yeah. quite thickly. Yeah. Well, um, how ma- so I'm going to make a start while yeah, I chat to you. Yeah. And how much time do we actually have? Do, we, do you have a We've kind of... Got about an hour, I'd say. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. So... I, might, I might need to leave you now and again for... Wee wee break, so diet coke break. That's fine, that's fine. All that sort of thing. Um, do you start with pencil when you or do you just go straight on with the crayon? I'm straight on with the crayon, darling. I'm not I've got time for pencil, I'm not mucking about. I'm using black paper as well, so uh, Oh nice. It's a bit it's a bit pointless using uh, I might have chosen a slightly small piece of paper. Do we know where exactly this it's usually Bridget. Venice, isn't it? But it could be Luca, it could be anywhere. I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, I've only been to a few... Sorry, I dribbled really badly. I'm really glad this isn't being televised. <laughs> but I, I sort of started to concentrate. And whenever I, I concentrate, I do dribble. Quite I do that when I'm doing yoga. I always find that I sort of drool on the mat. And what sort of yoga are you doing? Um, I've just been doing some online videos with my mum because she teaches yoga, so it's quite good. We do a sort of video called Asana Rebel, I think it's called. Right, because I, um, I do um, uh, Adrienne, who everybody... Oh, yeah. yeah. She's got the dog, hasn't she? They've all got, they, they've all got them. There's another one called Cold Chance, and uh, she's got a dog, and she calls it her Dog Tour. <laughs> like a dog that's a doctor my doctor a dog oh that's quite good she should do comedy <laughs> if only um, it was that easy jenny eh? i just want to say i've just finished reading inheritance and oh. i absolutely loved it yeah, it's good isn't it, it was so good 
Oh. It was quite dark, actually, much darker than I expected it to be for some reason. Yeah, I know, I know. Nobody ever... Everyone thinks that um, because I'm a comedian, the books are going to be, you know, some kind of light-hearted... Now, I'm not going to say chiclet in a derogatory manner, actually, because, you know, uh, I think a lot of things are described in a very snide way as chiclet, when in actual fact mm-hmm. they're just about women's lives. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why they should be sneered at when they mm-hmm. bring huge joy to people. I did the... I, I hosted the Romantic uh, Novelists Awards just before we went into lockdown. And yeah. I, it, I found it a really humbling experience because... The numbers of people that read romantic fiction are huge and it is always dismissed as something really quite shit. And I think I've been guilty of that in the past. And when I was in the room with these women, writers, and a few men, I really changed my mind and it was a real kick up the arse about how we have these snob things and I, but I think that I'm also, to some extent, a victim of that myself because a lot of people don't read my work. Sorry, to my work. I'm having to crunch this up a bit. I've got my, I've got my proportions wrong already. But you know, that's all right. It's okay, isn't it? We're only having fun. God, <laughs> I hate the word fun. Um, if we can't have fun. If we can't have, have we fun, got? what have we got? So yeah, I think that a lot of people don't read my stuff because they presume rightly or wrongly, that it's going to be very easy and very lazy. And no, that... I, didn't, I didn't expect that at all. I knew it would be funny, but there was just moments where I was... There's obviously so many twists and turns in the book and just a lot of darkness, which at the end I was quite, felt quite emotional, actually. I know um... which bit you mean as well. And to be quite honest, I had no idea that was going to happen. There's a, yeah, I mean, there, should, we're not allowed to talk about it for spoilers, I guess. No, but it, there's we? an instant... No, we can't, because we really want no. to encourage people to uh, read the books because that's all I've got yep. at the moment in terms of trying to get some money. <laughs> um, it, there's, something happens to somebody that I, I didn't know until I actually wrote it because I don't pre-plan with books. It's a very frustrating experience because mm. a lot of the writing of books... People um, divide into two camps. Some are plotters and they have whiteboards in their studies full of exactly what's going to happen. Um, And uh, I had to start with with characters and a house and then then things happen in the house that... um, dictate the story and I'm quite surprised you say that because it's a very complicated family dynamics so I would would have expected that you'd have had to sort of work it all out first but that's interesting that it unfurled it unfurled by itself the characters basically say oh this is going to happen next and you you're slightly one step behind going oh really I didn't know he was capable of that oh gosh Mm. so he's turned out to be even more of a shit than I thought he was. That sort of thing. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. But, um, but also you're told quite a lot at the beginning of the book. That's why it's also extra sort of satisfying. And I think you go into it being like, oh, well, I know what happens. But then that's why it's extra sort of satisfying when you have these 
twists. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. I really loved it. And also it's peppered with allusions to artists and artworks and taste is very sort of important in the novel, I would say. That totally, Um, you're absolutely right. I had a great deal of fun with a woman who is restoring a a rather posh uh, coastal big house. Mm -hmm. And um, she's called Freya and she's Scandinavian and she has exquisite taste. And she's sort of almost, she's fairly orgasmic about doing the house up. You know, it's a sort of... And I do know, I live with a designer and, uh, you know, both of us are quite interested. Well, he's obviously very interested in that kind of thing. So by osmosis, you know, I know quite a lot about sofas. (laughs) And I'm happier um, describing a sofa than a tree. I'm okay at trees, but I'm shit hot at interiors. So did you sort of decide before the novel, was it like a conscious decision that you would have all these references to interior design and art and artworks or was it just something that came? It came with the character. It came as soon as the character Freya turned up and then she, you know, she had, she arrived with this, with her name Freya and I thought, well, she's Scandinavian. So then Scandinavian design comes into it and then, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, a very funny, slow build-up process of, uh, of you know how things happen it's a very yeah it's it's you know it is hard work writing books i wouldn't underestimate it for a second yeah it's sort of you know it's like wrestling an octopus on your lap all the time because you've got to sort of remember everyone's names and you know what their personalities are actually like and, and, and how long does it take you to write something like that? That uh, inheritance being my fifth took me 10 months. It was sort of like a gestation period. It was very sort of like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happens with me is that I sometimes I'm forced into writing a book because I've got no other work. Go, sorry, I'm just uh, obsessing over your book now just because it's so fresh in my mind. But the well, I'm really impressed. Then... Why did you read it? Did you, do you don't do this um, kind of research for every guest, do you? Because you drive yourself no, bonkers. Not, not for any old pleb. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually bought it ages ago and I've been meaning to read it. So this sort of got me into gear. But um, yeah. the, the character of Belle does, gets the commission of the house for... Um, Freya and it's just such a sad moment when they're so sort of sneery about the artwork yeah um, yeah there's there's a middle-aged character called Belle who's you know I all all my books always have a a sort of fraught middle-aged woman in them and (laughs) Belle is a girl who well she was adopted at birth you know she was a, a found baby adopted really by the wrong family you know the adoption in the 19 I was born in 1960 and the weird thing about adoption, even in this country in 1960, was it was very shoddy. And, more, you mm-hmm. know, babies were more or less passed, uh, uh, you know, through uh, vicars or through, you know, people who shouldn't really have been allowed to adopt managed to adopt. Do you know the comedian Mark Steele? Yes. Um, his son is a stand-up as well, 
you know... Yeah, Elliot. Uh, Elliot, that's right. Yeah. Mark was adopted, and the story of his adoption is really extraordinary. He was more or less passed down a, a tenement staircase um, to oh some neighbours. Yeah. Uh, and the story I never of, knew that. Yeah, yeah. The story of, his, of who his real father was is the most extraordinary thing. But anyway, so in, um, as you were mentioning, in... In oh god, this has gone very abstract. Oh dear. I actually it's... play football with Elliot and Mark. Oh do you <laughs> on a well, Tuesday? You know, <laughs> next time you're allowed, send them my love. I'm very very I fond of do. Mark Steele. So yeah, yeah in the go. book, Belle, um, it's her ste- it's her adopted brother's fiftieth birthday. That's the sort of thrust of the entire book, mm-hmm. and um, they are celebrating at the family seat, which has been passed to Lance, the bloke who's turning 50. And uh, so his adoptive sister, Belle, the much put upon, um, mm-hmm. she decides to commission an artwork f- for him for his birthday from a woman in Dulwich Village. I keep things quite local. And, <laughs> you know, Belle thinks this is a marvellous gift. And, of course, you know... Lance and Freya just think charity shop as soon as they see it. It I made me feel snobbery. quite anxious, actually, because I've been lucky enough to get a few painting commissions recently. But often it's, you know, a child for their parents' anniversary and I just have horrible sort of images of them receiving it and thinking it's a piece of shit. No, they won't. Then, uh, they won't. They won't because I think you've got you some never talent. Know. I wouldn't, no, you can't do that to yourself all the time. You have to. I know. You have to occasionally sort of say, "No, this, this I'm, I'm vaguely good at this." You know. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, when you were talking about your blood pressure. Yeah. Is that something the character Belle? Oh yeah, yeah, with? yes. Uh, we 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 joined Belle basically more or less at the in the doctors, and um, she's having her blood um blood pressure done which you know and I know exactly how that goes because I you know had that done many times and you have to go home mm-hmm. with a uh, 24-hour monitor that um is sort of wired to you and it it beeps every 10 minutes or Horrible. half an hour whatever yeah 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 and it it it's basically like you know when you have your blood pressure done you have that thing around your arm and it Oh, and yeah, it I hate really, that. And it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm very squeamish. The higher your blood pressure, the tighter that feels. Yeah, and then when you're having it done, you feel more stressed, so your yeah, blood yeah, pressure yeah, goes yeah. up. And they always say, why don't you just calm down? Why don't you just, oh, why, oh, don't you oh, just oh, why don't you just sort of breathe, breathe properly, calm down, and let's take this again and see if we can get something a bit more normal. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> And then of course, like when you're nervous and people say, oh, don't be nervous, as if yeah. that's immediately uh, going to stop. People are idiots, aren't they? Yeah. I can't awful. stand people. <laughs> I wonder what the future of stand-up is going to be. Have you, were you supposed to be touring? or? Well, no, we hadn't announced you... a tour, but a tour was on the cards. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's hopefully still on the cards for next year. And, you know, but I think we're all waiting now, aren't we, for a... The magic wand, which is yeah. a vaccine. I and know. if that doesn't come, then, um, you know, things... Are, our industry is going to be the last back, you know, 
up and running, isn't it? You know, the cinemas. The I know. And that's it's crazy. And it with affects, Edinburgh cancelled as well. Yeah, it the affects so many people. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. personally. Everybody I know is in that industry. Mm-hmm. To some, you know, my daughter's a playwright. Uh, my my partner's not 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 in the entertainment industry, which is a relief. But he's um, he's in the art world, isn't he? Yeah, he sells twentieth century prints on twentiethcenturyprints dot com. I might as well give him a plug. Yeah, um, and they range mm. from really good kind of posh names, you know, mm-hmm. your Calders and your um, a lot Henry Moore prints. Mm-hmm. Uh, down to um, original French posters from the 60s and 70s. So it's that. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, he's got a lot of very lovely stuff. And was he doing that online pre-lockdown or has he had to just well, move that all online? Doing it, he was doing it online uh, a bit, but most of, most of the sales were at... Uh, we, did, we used to do these fairs. We'd only just started it. It was quite a new thing for him. Because before that, he's 71, before that he was uh, doing up people's houses. He um, does a lot of uh, extensions, uh, right. you know, glass boxes and on the back of Victorian houses. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Didn't he also frame that beautiful painting you did for my comedy art exhibition? Was that not one of his? Well, he got he had the frame. Yeah, he he has a source of very good frames from um, France. So, yeah, I sold that piece basically because the frame yeah. was so gorgeous. Well, no, it was a beautiful painting as well, but the frame was the frame was stunning. delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good at frames. So he he used to work uh, as a picture framer. The bloke called Robert Ciel, who was the master picture framer in the seventies. You store the royal family stuff and anybody who was anybody in. Yeah, he's always done some stuff, old Jeff. He's had a few careers, a few lives. He was the art director of the TV Times when I met him. Oh, really? Yeah, lunch and vouchers, everything. Porsche, lunch (laughs) and vouchers. How did you two meet? He was fixing his Porsche. I was living with a pop star's wife. Yeah. Uh, There was a pop star called Joe Jackson. Uh, who had a big hit with a song called Don't You Know That It's Different For Girls We're All The Same. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, that. that. Yeah, I can't sing. It's the biggest tragedy of my life because, uh, you know, realistically, I'd have been Debbie Harry <laughs> had I been able to sing. Had you been Debbie Harry? 
Well, because I, I sort of that's what that was my what I'd have liked to have been, but I was yeah. hampered by the not being able to sing, which seems terribly unfair. Have you done other things though, Jenny? Yeah, only because I can't sing. My whole career is a product of not being able to sing. My I think that entire... probably goes for a lot of people in comedy, doesn't it? So many, so <laughs> many. All pop, st- all all comics want to be pop stars. Yeah. All pop stars want to be actors. All actors want to be pop stars. All comics. It goes round in a terrible, vicious circle. There was a girl on a book. I won't say which book, but it was recent. And um, she suggested I lose a character because hmm. um, she was unlikable. And I thought, that's the point of her, you silly bitch. Oh, anyway, I really want to know. Is it, is it, it from Maisie. the book I've read? Yeah, it was Maisie. Maisie. The, Maisie's uh, a great character. Maisie's a, yeah. So uh, I knew she was and wrong. P- pivotal at the end. Yeah, uh, you know, and when, when she said that, it was a real lesson, actually, because I just thought, if your instincts are screaming no mm. at somebody's suggestion, you have to listen to your gut instinct. You have to. Anyway, she left the company. Also, part of the charm of the book, I think, is that all of the characters are flawed. It's oh, not like yes. there's one that you side with. I mean, you sort of no. flip between no, they're all being awful. On... <laughs> well, all they all awful. have redeeming qualities, but they're... They're Actually, do you know what? I think, I think Benedict is a poppet. Um, oh, yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he, you know, he... he damaged, really, though. Damaged, very damaged, who isn't? Um, and unlucky, you know, in some respects, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was very fond of him. It's yeah. funny, you know, it's... It hasn't come out in paperback yet. That'll come out in paperback in um, September. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, then I urge you to buy it and read it. Well, if people want tasters, there's much cheaper. I've got two of the early books, which I wrote in, uh, oh, 20 years ago. I started writing novels 20 years ago um, because David Padil had written one and I couldn't bear the idea <laughs> that he'd written a novel. I just said to Avalon, All right, I'm going to write a novel. If he can do it. Yeah, very much like that. I have terrible issues with that sort of thing. Um, Do you find you're uh, better with that kind of thing now, as you get older? Not not really, no. Still very, very jealous. Very jealous. Very, very (laughs) jealous. Jealous of everything. How did you find... I mean, winning the Perrier... You've probably spoken about this too many times, but winning the Perrier as the first woman, that must have felt an incredible achievement. Was there a lot of sort of pressure that came with it? Yes, terrible. Or... And of course, you know, I nearly had a nervous breakdown over it and sort of wanted to give it back and all that sort oh, of God. thing. You know, the usual female guilt at I'm not worthy, this is a mistake, everybody hates me. I should Did you really feel like that? Yeah, I had a really, really bad time with it for a while. Well, that's sad to hear. Oh, well, I was drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> It was the 90s. It was the 90s. It was, uh, yeah, it was great, but also very frightening. Yeah, I bet. Do you feel like the um, industry's changed quite a lot since then? Yeah, and mostly for the better, I really do. It might not be, you know, as wild as it was, but it's much, much safer and much, much more, it's much more flexible. 
Mm. You know, people are allowed to be. There was, there was in the nineties. It became very corporate in some respects. I reckon I've got an, another twenty minutes or so to go. What about oh, lovely. you? Lovely. Yeah, I think similar actually. I've got the sort of base colours down. Yeah, but yeah. I need a bit bit more detail in the middle of the bridge. Yeah. But I'm quite happy with my palette. I'm complicating mine slightly, I think. Have you missed going to galleries during Yeah, during I've done a few online though, and I've I've sort of, you know, been a, a bit more experimental with YouTube. I never really understood YouTube before lockdown. I thought it was all cats. You know, funny things of cats. And I never understood why people spent so much time on YouTube. I found it quite annoying. Yeah. There um, are a lot of cats. Yeah, well, I don't go in the cat bit. No. Uh, and there's plenty of other stuff I've found. Mm. Um, there's um, a, uh, an art sort of gallery owner. And it's called Philip Mould. Do you know Philip Mould? Oh, yeah, Mould? I know him. Yeah, he does the fake or fortune with fake Fiona or fortune. Bruce. Yeah, he uh, he stopped doing it now. He did these wonderful uh, little YouTube things from his home called Art in Isolation, which oh, right. um, he's got a fabulous art collection in his home, and he just went round his paintings and talked about who they were by and why you know what they were, and it was just really really good. Oh, really cool. enjoyable. Yeah, he's known for his portrait miniatures, isn't he? Yeah, but that's I'm not interested in that sort of stuff. I don't really like miniatures. I've got very bad eyesight. I can't be arsed with them. <laughs> um, and uh, he's got... He's just got a lot of interesting stuff. Mm. Um, you know, not, not household name stuff, but really kind of quality, quality stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a few good online stuff. The RA as well have put lots of exhibitions up, haven't they? Well, that was the last thing I saw before lockdown because my birthday was the 16th of March, my 60th. Ah, um, day before my dad's. Yeah, well, so Pisces, Pisces people. Pisces, yeah, yeah. And um, so I went to the Picasso on paper. Oh, yeah. I saw that online. I didn't manage to make it. Well, it person, closed but... the day after. It closed on the 17th. Oh. So we just got in. Uh, I'm really glad it, I did. I bet you had the gallery to yourself, did you? There were... It was odd. I have to say it was an odd experience. So quite a lot of um, Asian girls in masks. And, you know, still at that time, masks were quite alien Mm-hmm. And you thought, oh, right, OK, so this really is coming now. This is this is coming hard and fast now. You could feel yeah. everything starting to close down. Yeah. Scary times. Um, do you have favourite artists? Oh, loads of favourite artists. I mean, you know, I, I sort of... I can go very soppy and I can... I really like 30s portraits and domestic scenes and I then I love mm. Basquiat you know I know it's fashionable to knock David Hockney but I do think that he's a brilliant communicator and yeah you know I love his iPad things and I think that the way an a man of his age has adapted to a, a new technique is brilliant um, yeah very cool and do you find paint I know you said with writing you sort of don't plot out 
the narrative you start with characters do you find yeah. with painting you sort of are informed by you know as you start painting it's a similar process or do you I find with painting, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, um, it's dictated by my lack of ability. You know, I can only <laughs> do what I can do, you know. So it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you know what, sometimes you have a real image in your head of what you'd like to achieve mm. with a painting. Often with still lives, I'll look at, something and I'll get a quite a an immediate image in my head of what it's probably going to look like when I've finished doing it and I'll think oh mm. I'll do I know I can make quite a good fist of that that's begging to be done by me now yeah um, but there's often things that I know are so beyond me that I don't even attempt them what about you yeah I think I like working from photographs um and i generally use a lot of blue right <laughs> i guess that's my i like doing sort of abstract landscapes and figures but yeah i think it is dictated by my mood as well my mum came in the other day when i was painting and she just said i don't think you should paint when you're <gasps> premenstrual oh gosh and i was like thanks mum <laughs> gosh fuck she you could tell. she could tell no she mums could tell, no. yeah mum's no but it, I mean, she had a point, because if you're frustrated, you're just not as good, are you? No. Whereas with writing, I think sometimes when I'm in a worse mood, what I write is better. Well, Phoebe always says she can only really write from anger. Yeah. It's interesting, but with... Fortunately, she's quite, pain, quite painting, an angry could... woman, so, you know, she tends to Where get she quite get a lot from? done. Oh, me? I'm furious most of the time. I'm a livid, are you? livid human being. <laughs> What makes you most angry? Oh, um, well, I, having I, to do a podcast on Zoom. Um, I think really my, most of my problems are do stem from jealousy. I think that you know I feel my, my biggest problem is my own sense of it's not fair. I should have more, and mm. that is starting to recede. And I actually think lockdown and this whole thing has weirdly made me assess how fucking lucky I am. Uh, yeah. And that has been a very, very good lesson for me because I can be a bit childish and um, greedy. It must be hard, though, because at the time you were starting your career, you there was probably a lot of truth in the fact that you weren't getting stuff that you should have been because yes, yes. it's quite a, a hard thing to get out of that feeling of rage so, yeah yeah it was there though, was a lot of unfairness um i was an extra in one of your father's early uh television incarnations um, oh who was that who wins. does wins yeah 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 so it was in the early and 80s my mum was working on the production team, I think. Yes, yes, she was. I knew, yeah. you know, she was... I think she, I think she employed me quite a lot, actually. I think, uh, oh, good. You know, uh, many thanks, too. But I remember <laughs> I was so keen. I think they could always rely on me to do anything, even if it was quite shit, you know. I was sort of a uh, woman in plague pit, things like that. 
Yeah, I was very, I, I was very, very young. I mean, I really wasn't capable of, of doing very much, to be honest. I was, I think Walk On was about. I think you learn a lot actually from being an extra. It's a bit like being a. Uh, a waitress. Yeah, it would be very patient. I think. Yeah, I think it's good for people. Yeah. Um, I think I'm nearly finished with my painting. How are you getting on with the crayons? Well, could you? Would you mind giving me another ten minutes, please? No, I'd love, I'd love to. You can go and get have a cup of tea if you want, but I'm just <laughs> no. not quite done. Have you ever sort of pretended to like art or someone else's art? Uh, or art in a gallery? I've never pretended to like art in a gallery. I've always been, you know, quite snide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually complained a couple of times to the Serpentine recently as well because I think Have you? Had, I think they've had some shit. And who do you complain to? Oh, anyone that'll you know stick around for long enough for me to you know kick off. Just no, I've said. Would you like mind telling your manager? This is really disappointing. It's not what we expect to see from a gallery of your reputation. This is poor. This is a uh, you know half-hearted and shoddy. And have they ever agreed with you? Uh, actually, I have had a couple of gallery attendants going, you're not wrong there, love, yeah. Really? Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, you know. It's quite refreshing because I think there's a lot of pretension in the art world, isn't there? And yeah. I bet but they, they know, it. they know. If they're, if they're attending every day, they can, they can, they can hear the, the sort of dissatisfaction. They can hear people going around going, oh, 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 oh yeah. you know. And there's so much talent around, there's no real reason for it. Mm. Do you visit art fairs as well as um, galleries and things? Not so much because, I'd, you know, I genuinely haven't got that kind of money to spare. You know, I haven't got mm-hmm. six grand knocking around in the back pocket just to sort of, you know, we've got quite a lot and, um, you know, over the years have collected quite a lot. Um, you know... The house is pretty full, so it would have to be something quite special now to yeah. um I'm quite I'm quietly quite pleased with what I've done, weirdly. What oh, about good. you? I was pleased and I think I'm at the stage where I'm now making it worse. I don't know if Step you ever do away. that. Oh but... god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I listen, I've got to do the rail uh, things on this bridge and I think that that's going to probably oh, yeah I need to do the rails as well well get railing get railing what a call um, what's well, yeah. in your collection then uh oh uh a, well Calder a Caulfield uh an Emin mm. oh amazing um what sort of Emin one of her drawings or it's, a... it's a print uh but it's a naked nice. woman I've actually got a, a, a Tracy Emin ceramic as well oh wow um, That'll be worth a few bucks. Uh, 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 I've got a lovely Nicola Hicks, big Nicola Hicks. I've got um, mm. some nice Henry Moores, prints. Yeah. I've changed the shape of a roof, I'm afraid. It's just... It's yeah, just... I think proportionally mine's all over the place. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not looking, we're not, let's not judge. Let's, let's not no, be... it's, it's, it's an impressionist view. Let's not get bogged down with that kind of thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm quite happy with my railings actually. I'm not, I don't hate mine. It's weird, isn't well, it? I... Sometimes you just yeah. go, oh, I haven't completely screwed that up then.
I think sometimes when you've got a time pressure, you can actually just do it instead of faffing around. Worry. I've just got one plug I need to um, do now because um, the two uh, I was I was saying it, but I forgot to finish the conversation. The two early books I, I wrote um, in my forties uh, are out on Kindle at the moment for ninety nine pence each. They're called and one one of them is called Campwell Beauty, mm. and the other one is called Having a Lovely Time. They obviously don't, you know. Uh, everyone's horrible. Uh, but Campwell Beauty is is sort of, in some respects, a very Campwell book. Yeah, I know. I really did enjoy being at the at the art college, but I mainly spent my time working at a pub in Hernhill and, uh, you know, trying drugs for the first time. Yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? I know <laughs> a lot to fit in. Well, that feeling um, but paranoid but... and crying. Yeah. <laughs> when I read your Wikipedia page, it says that your first job. In, this might not be true. Your first job in London was uh, being a life model at Campbellwell Art College. I did like that. True? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started doing it in, in Manchester. You got better paid in Manchester, weirdly. Uh, oh, really? Then I came down to London and it was the first thing I did. I went to the art school, got some life modelling. How was that? Well, I've never bothered about taking my clothes off. I mean, you know, it'd be really upsetting for people now, but at the time I was 22 <laughs> and... I was I had an eating disorder through my twenties until I was about twenty six, so I was you know, uh, I was just a little thing really, mm. um, and uh, it was a good way of getting to know the art students and just ha- be able to hang around in the bar afterwards. Yeah, you know, I'd... were people ever sort of creepy or were they no. generally just no? Don't think arty art folk. students are, are they? You know, you don't no. tend to get creepy art students. No. I generally like artists, you know. I mean, I think they're very jealous and very bitter, the ones that aren't at the top of the tree, but I think that's the case for, you know, most, most professions. Yeah, most creators. In yeah. fact, um, the time I was really taken back by quality and level of bitching was when I was hanging out with a load of architects once on a job and whoa oh really oh oh yeah oh they (laughs) absolutely hate all other architects work it's brilliant that's interesting I always think that people think comedians are like that but I actually think actors are much worse much worse I don't think comedians are that bad because there's so much insecurity in comedy I think generally people are quite nice about each other well, maybe that's changing now, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Quick Romanticism or modernism? Uh, modernism. Impressionism or expressionism? Give me a, a, a... Sorry to interrupt you fast thing, but give me an example of expressionism. Uh, expressionism, The Scream by Edvard Munch, mm. um, Impressionism, yeah, your Monets, your Manets. I think Impressionism, there's a bit of soppy in me. I think this is, a, this is a bit Impressionist, isn't it? Our yeah. Duncan Grant, or is this yeah. post-Impressionist? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not as well up as I should be on that sort of thing. No, neither. Portrait or landscape? Landscape, mostly. Though I am a sucker, as I say, for 30s portraits. Oil or watercolour? Oil. Jellyfish or balloons? 
I actually slightly phobic about jellyfish, but they are beautiful. And I don't really like balloons either. And I hate the noise of them popping. I don't want either. I hate them both. Take them away. <laughs> I think you put both in room 101. Yeah. That's why I asked. Uh, Duncan Grant or Henry Matisse? Oh, I, I think at the moment I'm on a Grant phase, but you could ask me in a month and I might go Matisse. Looking at art alone or with other people? With Jeff. Because he's terribly oh, knowledgeable. That's nice. Prussian blue or burnt okra? Oh, you, but you need both. I like both. Yeah. Um, can you separate the art from the artist? Uh, tricky one, isn't it? Because then you, give, you forgive... Sh- um, we kind of let a lot of terrible people off the hook, like Gill and stuff. Uh, I mm. think it, it colours it. I think it sort of... I can't look at any of the lovely Eric Gills on the front of uh, the BBC without thinking of him fucking dogs and his children (laughs) tortured artist or rational technician oh tortured manchester or london uh i love uh, i've done manchester but i'm a londoner comedy or punk poetry oh comedy because you can put a bit of punk poetry in there it's you know not mutually exclusive but you can't be a punk poet because it's sometimes you just can't find something to rhyme (laughs) grumpy old Rhyming is hard. Grumpy old women or grumpy old men? Oh, grumpy old women. Grumpy old men just wants to patch on ours. And that's... Exactly. That's, there's a reason for that, and it's Judith Holder. Judith Holder, who I do the podcast with and we run, run, uh, write Grumpy together, she produced mm-hmm. Grumpy Old Women, and she added all the little extra bits that were in Grumpy Old Women that were never in Grumpy Old Men. Mm. She's uh, brilliant. She's got an amazing voice as well. Yeah, she's... Um, um, She's a great woman. Talk about or think about art? Not neither that much because I, I, I don't feel I have the expertise. You've got to back yourself, Jenny. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it. <laughs> Love the sound um, of my own voice. Looking at a painting close up or further away? <clears throat> further away for me. Private view or view of privates? Oh, neither. I don't like genitalia. I don't even look underneath dogs. Um... <laughs> Private view. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Repeat the question. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Uh, Still life is easier for me. First kiss? Ah, who's called David. And I was was on a girl guide holiday and there were some Cub Scouts in the next field and the consequences were so inevitable. (laughs) Art or tech? Oh, art. Art or books? Uh, books. Um, art or food? I'd like a sandwich while I look at some art, thank you. And is what you do art? Yes. And the final question, which I ask all the guests, dicks or pussies? Um, is this, do I have to lick either of them or is this... You can do. I don't it's want up to. to. You. I, don't, I don't want to. I'm really disinterested. <laughs> can I... Can not, I it's more... It's no, I, I, I'd rather. Can I have doggies? Can I have? Can we? Can I have a dachshund instead? Yeah, to lick. Yeah, I'll have a dachshund. Thank <laughs> you. I'm really excited. Let me see your painting. Okay, one, two, three. Yours one, is two, absolutely three. great. I love it. Um, oh my god, that is amazing! Do I go up or down? I can't tell here. Yeah, That's... lovely. Yeah, lovely. I love, I love yours the colours. As well. I love. What have you done it on? Is it bored? 
I've done it on um, acrylic paper. So, so I'm just oh, this is the pad right. that I'm holding up. Is that quite thick and grainy? Yeah, yeah, I love a grainy bit of paper. I love a bit it's of quite... grainy paper. I'm, you know. We're, we're talking 230 GSM. Mine's only on A4, though. You've done a bit bigger. A mark for commitment, a mark for technique, and then a final grade. I think your technique is incredible. You've got the perspective. Oh, I perfect, wouldn't look too I closely. I wouldn't look too closely. <laughs> And commitment, yeah, 100%. I think also I like how you've, you've made it quite dark. You've sort of oh. changed the colours so they're oh, quite Always make everything a bit darker. Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. There we go. A well star. done. A star. All right. Now let me pull yours up right. again. Well, you get 10 out of 10 because it's bigger. <laughs> you get to, and I really like its wateriness as well. So I'm going to give you 10 out of 10 for that technique. And I think you're very committed, so we'll give it 10 out of 10. It's 30. Got 30 out of 30. And you got 100 out of 100. Yay! (laughs) Winner! Thank you so much, Jenny. It's a pleasure. Oh, what an incredible woman she is. It was such a pleasure to speak to Jenny and do some art with her. Um, Hope you all enjoyed listening to that episode. And if you did, why not give it a lovely rating and review? Um, You can see our artworks on the Secret Artist Instagram and Twitter at Secret Art Pod. Jenny is on Instagram too at Jenny Eclair 1960. And I'm on Instagram twice at McGrath.Annie and at McGrath.Art for my paintings. I'm doing commissions at the moment and there's a lot of art on my website which is for sale Um, Let me try and remember what my website is. It's amagra.art. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and stay safe out there. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round Music by Steve Dunn. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.